The following podcast you are about to listen to is filled with opinions as well as facts. If at any point during this podcast you experience any butthurt, you should speak with your doctor about getting the stick removed from your ass. What is going on, sheeple? Welcome back to another episode of That's All I Can Stand, a podcast where I talk about the things I just can't stand listening to on the news anymore. And this week's topic is post-presidential election bogus claims of election interference and fraud. Oh my god. I was really hoping... Um, that this would have been a much easier presidential election. Um, like it colored me ignorant, I guess, for, uh, you know, so the presidential election has been called and Joe Biden is president elect number 46 and Kamala Harris is vice president elect. I, you know, for a couple of days, I have to admit that I did not think uh, that Joe Biden was going to win. I honestly thought that Trump was somehow going to pull this out. And he didn't. Now what's been happening is Trump, his family, and 99% of the GOP and all of his supporters have been coming out with all of these bogus claims of fraud. And I don't, I don't want to get too far dug off into everything that's being said, because a lot of it is way the fuck out there. But I am going to touch on a lot of the things that the president and his loyal staff have been saying. So, Trump has leveled numerous false and baseless statements about the counting in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and a few other swing states. Uh, But I really want to focus on uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia. He's also uh, accurately listed several states where he has been declared the winner, only to falsely claim that those victories came despite historic election interference from big media, big company, and big tech. And that's really where I want to talk um, to begin with, is these these baseless, baseless accusations that everybody in the media, uh, large conglomerate organizations and big tech like Facebook and Twitter and Google are out to get him. Okay, the U.S. intelligence community has publicly identified three potential sources of interference in the 2020 presidential election, and those are Russia, China, and Iran. 
at no point in time has in the intelligence community said media, money, and tech are a problem in this election. Russia, of course, interfered in the 2016 presidential election in sweeping systematic fashion to help Trump, as is detailed in the Robert Mueller report. In the 2020 election, Russia agents were once again allegedly trying to help Trump. Uh, on August 7th, National Counterintelligence and Security Center Director William Ivanya issued an election threat update that said Russia is using a range of measures to primarily degenerate the former vice president, sorry, denigrate, my bad, can't read my own handwriting, uh, former vice president Joe Biden. The intelligence assessment also said that some Kremlin-linked actors, that's the term that they're using for these individuals that they can't quite identify, are also seeking to boost President Trump's candidacy on social media and Russian television. So, I mean, Trump's own frickin' intelligence community is telling him that Russia, you know, because he's always Russia, 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 is telling him that 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 Russia is is trying to help him win this election. For example, pro-Russia Ukrainian parliamentarian and I can't even pronounce this guy's name, Andriy Derkak, is spreading claims about corruption, including uh, publicizing leaked phone calls to undermine former Vice President Biden's candidacy and the Democratic Party. On September 10th, the Treasury Department imposed sanctions on Durak and three other Russian agents for attempting to influence the U.S. electoral process. Treasury described Durak as an active Russian agent for over a decade who has been falsely spreading unsubstantiated narratives since last year as part of a covert influence campaign against U.S. officials in the upcoming 2020 presidential election. There you go. Trump's own personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, had worked with Durak in an attempt to uncover material damaging to Biden and Ukraine. Giuliani told the New York Times he had no reason to believe Durak was a Russian agent. I bet you that Durak is even the person who, uh, who actually fabricated... The, la the, quote, laptop from hell that Rudy Giuliani has been spreading around that you haven't heard about in the last... Well, you, you haven't heard about... You haven't heard about the laptop from hell since the election ended. It's ridiculous, is it not? It, it's... It's... The kind of stuff that's absolutely insane. So Trump's complaint... About big tech refers to social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook. Twitter has repeatedly labeled Trump claims about the election process as misleading and has removed posts from conservative media outlets that have spread false and unsubstantiated information. But that's not election interference. The Mueller report documents in great detail what actual election interference looks like. It's not. It's not. It's just spreading misinformation and lies. That's all it is, okay? However, when you look at Trump's 
tweets. And they're just, they're flagged all over the place with misleading information. Since since the day of the election and every day afterward. It just seems like the majority of the Trump's tweets are being flagged. And it's been happening with Facebook too. And it's not just Trump. Trump supporter posts have been flagged just for months. And this is not interference in any way, shape, or form. Yes, Facebook and Twitter were removing posts um, that were, you know, about Hunter Biden and the laptop from hell. And at the time, there was no evidence to support that any of this any of this information existed. So of course they were removing it. Because you can't just, you can't, yes, we have freedom of speech. Okay? But, I'm sorry, but you can't just throw out slander and libus claims all over the fucking place and think it's going to be okay. Rudy Giuliani threw a fit because somebody compared him to somebody else who had, you know, and he, he, it, it, was, it was slanderous and libus, and he threw a fit. But it's okay for him to do it, right? <sighs> so, let's talk about some of these claims that Trump is making uh, and start off with his, the major donors to the Trump campaign. So, Trump was, see- was seeking to portray national Republican donors as everyday citizens and Democrat donors as special interests. In fact, both parties accept large amounts of money from both wealthy individuals, companies, and special interest groups. Fuck yeah, they do. Do the Republicans not know that they get money from the NRA? Oh my god. Do they get money from the NRA? Oh my god, do they get money from big oil? The top two contributors to the Trump political com- uh, committee supporting him were Las Vegas Sands CEO Sheldon Ant. Adelson and his wife Miriam, who combined gave $75 million to Preserve America, a pro-Trump pact. $75 million! Top contributors to the Trump campaign were employees at the federal government, American Airlines, Boeing, Wells Fargo, Delta Airlines, Bank of America, Walmart, Lockheed Martin, to name a f- just to name a few. And if that doesn't set you off that Walmart is donating to the Trump campaign, well, <laughs> I should tell you the kind of people who are shopping at Walmart, huh? It's true. The Biden campaign and outside, you know, got somewhere near close to the, this is like nine, $940 million. And outside political committees that supported him, $440 million roughly, raised nearly twice as much as the Trump campaign and outside political committees that supported him, according to the nonpartisan Center for uh, Responsive Politics. But neither party can raise billions of dollars if their major donors are everyday citizens. It's just not possible. It's like the... 
baseless fucking accusations. Biden also been a defendant from major donors. Billionaire hedge fund Donald Sussman, founder of Paloma Partners, and James H. Simmons, founder of Renaissance Technologies. These are big companies. Look them up. Like it's 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 the 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 you know he lost, and so I'm gonna do everything I can to you know say he's a bad guy. So let's talk about some of the baseless accusations that Trump has made um, about these 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 swing states. Oh my God, the level of stress that I was going through all week last week, watching all of this, taking in all of this, and just hearing all of this is just, oh my God. So let's start off with Pennsylvania. So Trump alleged election engineering and mischaracterization, a court ruling related to a partisan election observers. While one ruling allowed observers to get close as six feet, the president's claim that, quote, they don't want us to have any observers is completely false. There's also no evidence that local officials have improperly handled the election. Yet. Okay. Quote, we were up by nearly 700,000 votes in Pennsylvania. I won Pennsylvania by a lot. And that gets whittled down to, I think they said now, somewhere around 90,000 votes. And they'll keep coming and coming and coming, Trump said. They'll find them all over. They don't want us to have any observers. Although we won a court case, the judge said, you have to have observers. At the time, Trump cannot have claimed that he won Pennsylvania. The earlier vote returns were in his favor, yes, as the in-person votes were counted quicker than the mail-in and absentee ballots that were not allowed to be opened or counted until 7 a.m. the day of election. So the count legitimately cast ballots is still, you know, and to be fair, I think even at this point they're still counting a few. I think they just kind of called Pennsylvania because they were like, look, there's no way President Trump has enough votes now to close the gap. So they just called it. But they're still counting votes. Democrats tend to vote by mail, likely due in part to the party's active encouragement of such ballots to lock in votes early. You know, uh, Democrats accounted for nearly two-thirds of the 2.6 million returned mail-in ballots, according to analysis of Pennsylvania election. Um, I mean, so there's no, there, there's no reason if why three days later Biden shouldn't have gotten all those votes that he got. Trump also basically said, basically, he, he, he falsely said that Philadelphia was in the process of, quote, engineering the outcome of the presidential race. Philadelphia... 20 votes? Come on. At the time, Philadelphia was still counting their votes. Biden didn't even need Philadelphia to win. Pennsylvania would... would, He totally could have won Pennsylvania without. But Pennsylvania wouldn't even... You know, 20 ballots 
20 electoral votes. And at the time, Biden only needed 12, 13 to win. It's ridiculous. The Pennsylvania, the, uh, so their their website states that bipartisan teams of election officials on each county are making sure that your vote is accurately counted and verified. Trump then proceeds to mischaracterize litigation pertaining to observers watching the voting process, saying that Democrats have gone, quote, to the state Supreme Court to try and ban our election observers, and very strongly. The dispute has been over how close the observers can get, not whether observers are allowed to be present. Okay. Initially, a trial court denied Trump's campaign request for closer observation in Philadelphia, finding on November 3rd that the campaign's own admission it had been given the opportunity to observe the opening and sorting of ballots. The next day, a state court reversed that ruling, allowing observers within six feet while adhering to all COVID-19 protocols, including wearing masks and maintaining social distancing, something Republicans hate doing. Separately, but on the same issue, the Trump campaign filed a suit in federal court on November 5th to stop the vote count in Philadelphia. That request was, of course, dismissed by a judge who appointed President... Who... who that, so, this judge was appointed by uh, George W. Bush. So, you know, after both sides agreed that each would be allowed 60 observers, the Trump lawyer admitted during the hearing that the campaign did have some canvassing observers present, stating there's a non-zero number of people in the room. The fuck does that even mean? Not only that, but if you actually look, you can actually go on to Philadelphia's state website, and they've been live streaming the vote canvassing. You can watch it. It, It's there. I I actually was starting to get annoying because every so often I would go on to ABC News' website to check and see if there were any updates, because sometimes Twitter's a little bit slow. But uh, all I would see would be tables of people counting votes in Philadelphia. Because that's what they were doing for two days. So, you know, Pennsylvania. I mean, the guy just... He, he spent just about the entirety of, 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 of the week last week talking about how Pennsylvania is just fraught with all this fraud and he has no evidence. None. Supposedly there's all these whistleblowers coming forward and blah, 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 but notice how they were all Republican. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Let's talk about Michigan. So Trump falsely claimed that he won Michigan because he was up in the vote count on election night. But of course, the votes were still being counted, and Biden is now ahead and won Michigan with 99% of the votes in. So, all major news organizations, including Fox News, called the state for Biden. Now, to be fair, when all major... The Associated Press and Fox News actually called 
Michigan before anybody else did. And I looked at it and I was like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Like, why would you do that? They called it at like 90% when they called it, I think. I don't honestly remember. I didn't write it down. But they called it early, which set off Trump. Not you know, the president claimed that our campaign has been denied access to observe any county in Detroit, but his own campaign hasn't alleged that. It's just it, it's just it, it, it it's words out of his mouth. Instead, the campaign has complained about not getting meaningful access to observe the county in numerous locations, which it won't tell us what locations where. Yeah. Bill Steffen, the Trump campaign manager, said on November 4th in a statement the President Trump's campaign has not been provided with meaningful access to numerous counting locations to observe the opening of ballots and the counting process as guaranteed by Michigan law. We filed suit today with the Michigan Court of Claims to halt counting until meaningful access is granted. In the court documents, the director of the Michigan Bureau of Elections said, I'm not aware of any complaints received by the Bureau of Elections and that the election inspector was not allowed to be present at any voter counting during any jurisdiction in the state. It's a he said, she said kind of thing. The Trump campaign lawsuit, which a state judge dismissed, shocker, charged that Michigan's, quote, absent voter counting boards weren't complying with the statute to have at all times, at least one election inspector from each major political party present at the absent voter counting place. I like that. The absent voter counting place. Technical terms, people. The suit also alleged challenges, sorry, challengers, who are not the same as political party inspectors, weren't able to observe video of ballot drop boxes. Uh, video of ballot drop boxes. So, the state law exempts drop boxes ordered before October 1st from video surveillance requirements. Trump appeared to reference a debunked claim from a conservative website, hold on to your butts, when he said the, quote, final batch of votes in Detroit did not arrive until 4 in the morning, and even though the polls closed at 8 o'clock, they brought it in, and the batches came in, and nobody knew where they came from. Right. No, of course. Nobody knew where they came from. Like, where did these come from? I don't know. Let's count them anyway, right? A video posted by the site, by a site called Texas Scorecard turned out to show that a TV news photographer bringing equipment in to the Detroit Voting Center in the early morning hours of November 4th. The video doesn't show any ballots at all. Instead, it shows a man unloading a black box from a white van and putting it onto a wagon and wheeling it into the center in Detroit. The website then claims that it was, quote, suspicious. Come on now. An investigative reporter for WXYZ-TV said on Twitter, the, quote, ballad thief was my photographer. He was bringing down equipment for our 12-hour shift. This is absolute garbage claim. 
I mean, and of course, you know, the president's son Eric had to get on on this, and like, like, first of all, why the fuck does Eric Trump get a fucking opinion in all this? He's not even watching any of this. He's sitting at home masturbating. Sorry. Jerking off. Whatever. Yeah. Trump, of course, distorted the whole fucking incident the afternoon of the 4th. Um, Reuters, which I didn't even know those guys were still around, but Reuters. Who knew? So Reuters reported that, quote, emotions were running high on Wednesday afternoon in downtown Detroit, where city election officials blocked about 30 people, mostly Republicans, from entering the vote counting hall at TCF Center due to capacity restrictions to fight the spread of COVID-19. Democrats said they had also been barred. So it wasn't just the Republicans. Trump said that the windows of the county were blocked with large pieces of cardboard, adding they didn't want anybody to see the counting, even though these were observers who were legal observers that were supposed to be there. Poll officials did block the windows with pizza boxes and cardboard to prevent challengers from viewing inside, Reuters said. But Trump's implication that no one was observing in the vote hall is false. Poll workers in Michigan were duplicating ballots, Trump claimed. But when the observers attempted to challenge the activity, those poll workers jumped in front of the volunteers to block their view so that they couldn't see what they were doing. Now, several people tried to verify this claim, and the only reference that anybody could find to what they considered duplicating ballots is a comment in a Detroit News article by Chris Shormack, an election challenger with the Election Integrity Fund, a project of the conservative Thomas More Society law firm, who said military and overseas ballots, quote, won't feed into the machine, so they have to be duplicated and double-checked by another worker. Hmm. I mean, I mean, I would say you can't make this stuff up, but here Trump is making it up. And that, that's just two of the states. We haven't even started on Georgia yet. Oh, my God, Georgia. Oh. So Trump made several unfounded, baseless, and just bullshit claims about alleged election counting issues in Georgia where Biden pulled out a slight lead over the president as of the morning, November 6th. On November 6th, during a press conference the morning after Trump spoke, Georgia Voting System Implementation Manager Gabriel Sterling, a Republican, said state officials have not seen any evidence of widespread voter fraud. Quote, we are seeing, are we seeing any widespread voter fraud? Are we seeing anything that makes us question the outcome of the election? We are not seeing any widespread irregularities. So here are some of the claims that Trump was making. 
and this is the the you know from the press conference that Trump gave that morning. Quote, likewise in Georgia, I won by a lot, a lot, with a leading of over getting, yes, with a lead of over getting close to 300,000 votes on election night in Georgia. And by the way, got whittled down, and it's now getting to a point where I'll go from winning by a lot to perhaps being even down a little bit. In Georgia, a pipe burst in a faraway location, totally unrelated to the location of what was happening, and they stopped counting for four hours. A lot of things happened. The election apparatus in Georgia is run by Democrats. Hold on for a second, because I'm going to break this all down. So there are just... The whole statement is misleading. Okay, the whole thing. So Trump did not win the state by a lot, or even at all. Though he is correct that he was leading in the votes on election night. Vote counting always goes past election day in Georgia. There's nothing unusual about that. Like most states, Georgia was not allowed to count to start counting mail-in ballots until the day of the election. Like in Pennsylvania. And it had roughly 1.3 million mail-in ballots to count. As it had been the case in other states, most of the mail-in ballots being counted in the days after the election broke in Biden's favor. As for Trump's claim that a pipe burst in a faraway location totally unrelated to the location of what was happening, and they stopped counting for hours, there is some truth to that, though there is no evidence that ultimately affected vote tallies in any way. Let me explain. The Atlanta Journal reported a water leak at a state far at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, which serves as a ballot processing site, caused a several hour delay in vote counting on election night. No ballots were damaged, and vote processing resumed normally. Hmm. Trump is also wrong to say that the election apparatus in Georgia is run by Democrats. <laughs> Georgia has a Republican governor, secretary of state, and the state's voting implementation manager. So the three people who are in charge of the voting shit are Republican. Fucking moron. The 11th Circuit Court ruled that in Georgia, the votes have been in my apologies, y'all. I'm, when I read Trump quotes, I don't know. I don't understand where he learned to vocabulate, but it is completely incorrectly. <sighs> the votes have been in by election day, and that they should be in by election day, and they weren't. Votes are coming in after election day, and they had a ruling already that you have to have votes in by election day. To the best of my knowledge, votes should be in by election day. And they didn't do that. It's true. Georgia requires ballots to be received by the close of the polls on Election Day if they are to be counted. As Trump noted, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in early October reinstated the Election Day deadline for Georgia voters to return their absentee ballots. Uh, but 
there's no evidence that any voters received that any sorry any votes were received after election day are being counted. The Trump campaign and the Georgia Republican Party filed a lawsuit that included an affidavit from the Republican poll observer who expressed concern that 53 ballots, that's 5, 3, 53 ballots, may have been received after 7 p.m. on Election Day, but were intermingled with the on-time ballots. Mon Dieu! There it is. There it is right there, people. The uh, proverbial knife, as it were, the final blow. Fraud. 53 ballots. Mon Dieu, that's it. We have the evidence we need. Voter registration. Throw it all out. Have a new election. No, 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 no a new election. Trump is, by default, uh, the new president of the United States for a second term. And, you know, because... 53 ballots. Oh, Jesus Christ. 53 ballots. That's, that's, that's every bit as ludicrous as the story. <laughs> Let me break in here for a second before I go to North Carolina. There was a, a, a news article, ABC 13, the local Houston news channel. A man was found with some stolen mail. He was pulled over during a traffic stop. The officer found reason to search his vehicle and found stolen a, a carton of mail, one of those USPS tubs that they, they carry around that had mail. Okay, it had one unopened mail-in ballot. Why was that part of the news? Why? 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 It had one, oh my God, one open mail-in, one open, one unopened mail-in ballot. You all, if that mail-in ballot had made it in, oh my God, Biden might have won Texas. Oh, fucking give me a break. Shut the fuck up. One goddamn mail-in ballot was found. That's like the, the three fucking mail-in ballots that Trump was quoting He found that, they, that had been found in a fucking trash can. From the 2016 presidential election. Oh my fucking god. Three million ballots found in a trash can. Ooh. It could have turned the tide. Trump might have won the election in 2016. Oh wait, he did. <sighs> I cannot wait until all this shit is over with. North Carolina. North Carolina. Trump complained about developments in North Carolina, even though he continues to lead the state by 76,700 votes and 94% of the expected total in. He said we're ahead in, 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 we're ahead in vote in North Carolina by a lot. A tremendous number of votes. And we're still ahead by a lot. But not as many because they're finding ballots all of a sudden. Oh, we have some mail-in ballots. It's amazing how those mail-in ballots are so one-sided, too. No, shit. You told your people not to do mail-in ballots, to go vote in person. I know that's what it's supposed to be, the advantage of Democrats, but in all cases, they're so one-sided. No shit. No fucking shit. 
You literally got up and told all of your constituents to vote in person. It is absolutely no surprise that mail-in votes are so one-sided in favor of the Democrats. Democrats urged voters to vote via mail in the midst of the COVID pandemic, while Trump repeatedly assaulted mail-in voting. Told you how bad it was. You shouldn't be doing mail-in ballots. It's so fraught with fraud. Democrats requested in North Carolina 669,285 mail-in ballots. More than twice as many as the 288,393 requested by Republicans. No. Say it isn't so. I, 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 I'm going to say that I'm shocked that that number for Republicans is as high as it is. I'm just going to throw that out there. And of course, there's absolutely no evidence of anybody, quote, finding ballots all of a sudden. Like, oh my God, I just opened up my trunk. I forgot they were there. Trump complained about vote counting in North Carolina early in the morning after Election Day, saying that he had uh, a lean, and then all of a sudden, everything just stopped. Patrick Gannon, the public information director for the North Carolina State Board of Elections, said in an email that North Carolina stopped counting votes on election night because there were no more votes to count at the time. They were caught up. The vote, the, the... I just, oh my God, you guys. North Carolina said that they will accept and count absentee ballots that arrive by November 12th as long as they are postmarked by election day. It's also assessing and counting provisional ballots. The state is not expected to update its vote totals until the following until this week. North Carolina has not been called by the Associated Press or other news organizations that project results, and currently Trump is winning by 80,000 votes. Look, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say it now, and along with several other people that Trump is going to win North Carolina. Okay? All of this, and there are four states that have not technically been called yet, okay? North Carolina, which shows Trump up 50.1% to Biden's 48.7%. Georgia, where Biden is up 49.5% to Trump's 49.3%, and there will very likely be a recount there. Arizona shows Biden up 49.5% to Trump's 49%, and they're still counting. I don't think Trump's going to win any of the recounts that he wants to do there. And this one throws me the fuck all over the fucking place, because I don't get this, which is why they haven't called this shit yet. But Alaska shows up Trump Trump up 62.1% to Biden's 33.5%. Call the fucking state already and call it a day. Really? Alaska? I, they, I don't even know how many electoral votes uh, Alaska is worth, but it can't possibly be much. I'm going to look it up here right now. Three. Three. Three electoral votes. Just call the fucking state for Trump and let it be done. Look, Alaska... Hold on a second. I'm going to pull this shit up here because now I'm upset. I wasn't really worried about it before, but now I am a little bit. So, okay, so the breakdown for uh, Alaska's three electoral votes. Okay, um, so, let's see. 
Thank you. Uh, so Donald Trump, who was who was leading with sixty two point one percent right now, as opposed to Biden's thirty three point five percent, Donald Trump has one hundred and eighteen thousand six hundred and two votes, and Biden has sixty three thousand nine hundred and ninety two votes. Um, let's see, it does not say how many have not voted. Hold on a second. Let me scroll down a little more here. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't even say, doesn't even say how many votes are still, still need to be counted in Alaska. But, I, I mean, come on. Like, seriously, guys. Just call Alaska and put it to bed. I'm sorry. Votes counted... 190,000 estimated 53%? 53%. You only have 53% of the votes counted in Alaska? 190,970 votes. That's only 53%? I didn't even know Alaska had 190,000 residents. Jesus. But throwing Alaska out, okay? Barring that aside, like it's it's ridiculous. The amount of whining, crying, bitching, pissing, moaning. Okay? It just... You know, in in 2016, the Republicans just wanted the Democrats to just concede they lost, call it a day, and let it be done. Okay? But... Nope. They fought. And you know what? Trump is going to fight. He's got all these frivolous lawsuits floating around. Made a uh, statement from the Four Seasons, uh, you know, lawn care service. Because Rudy Giuliani's intern didn't know that it wasn't the Four Seasons Hotel. I just... It's total shit. It's aggravating. Dude, even Fox News has told Trump that he needs to, to, to just accept it, dude. Move on. But he's not going to. Trump isn't that kind of person. Um, he's going to fight this. Now, a lot of people are talking about how he's going to fight this up through, um, you know, Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2021. To be honest with you, there's already talk of... Trump running again in 2024, and I think he's going to spend the next four years pissing and moaning about how the Democratic Party stole the election from him in 2020, and about how they spied on his campaign in 2016. And when he loses in 2024, in 2028, at that time his son, Don Jr., will be running for president, because he's that fucking retarded and arrogant and he'll be complaining that they spied on his that they spied on his dad's campaign in 2016 and that they stole the election from him in 2020. And in 2032 because Don Jr will lose, he'll do the same thing. It'll be they spied on my father's campaign in 2016. They cheated him out of his win in 2020. They cheated him out of his win in 2024. And they cheated me out of my win in 2032. 
And that's what it's going to be. It's sad. It's pathetic. And the fact that the Republican Party will not throw Trump under the bus is sad and pathetic. So many GOP political career motherfuckers have spent so much of their time before the 2016 election talking about how Donald Trump had no business running for the President of the United States. Now lick his boots and love him the dead. Donald Trump is now the, the, the Republican Party. And I can't call myself a Republican anymore. It's just... The, the supposed racism aside, the bigotry aside, if the Republican Party is going to spend all of their time and energy backing a man who has made a mockery of everything this country stands for, our freedom of speech, the news media, made us a joke to the entire fucking world. If they're going to spend their time backing him, then I plan on spending as much time as I possibly can making sure that people understand that people like Donald Trump and people like Eric Trump and Don Jr. and Ivanka have absolutely no business playing around in our political system. And that's the end of this episode because that's all I can stand. I can't stand no more.